0: Hi Stephen Ambrose. Stephen Ambrose Well, good morning and welcome to this holiday show of tech talk we 've got lots of holidays going on here there 's a public holiday in South Africa, so despite the trouble we going to be very polite despite despite the trouble we 're having with our power supply, things are quite calm and quiet out there. People are only driving through the odd robot that 's not working so all 's good in the world of nod. And it 's Purim, so in the area where um you know the high fm studios are it 's party time. everyone is walking in the streets in their little outfits it 's pretty festive out there, so good fun and I arrived at the studio and got a hum and to celebrate the day, so it starts off really well and while we 're on the uh, subject of food well we 've got all the news from a little fruit company called Apple in uh Global terms. This is one of the biggest tech companies out there. And they've just stealth launched or tweet launched. I don't know quite how to explain what happened this week, but contrary to their normal style of having these big shows where they, you know, highlight all their new products, this week's been a veritable flurry of new products coming out from Apple. Now, some of them were rumored quite strongly. Others, one was a bit of a surprise, but in this day of tech and connectivity and people, there's very, very, very few surprises left. But good news is, finally, for those that are interested in a low cost iPad, not the iPad Pros, which have become extremely powerful, extremely capable, nice new slick bezel-less design with eyesight cameras and all that fancy tech. But at high prices, starting at twelve, fourteen thousand 14,000 Rand, going up to 30,000 Rand, depending on your configuration with the keyboards and everything, the old standard iPad was sort of hanging around, was still available at moderate prices between, I would say, about 6,000 and 10,000 Rand. Well, Apple have finally decided to refresh them properly and to get bring them right up to date without changing their look and feel. So the iPad Mini, which was last refreshed in 2015 of all times, I mean, four years in the tech world is 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 about 30 decades in any other universe. But four years ago, the iPad Mini 4 came out. Well, they've refreshed the iPad Mini and the iPad Air, which is really interesting. The iPad Mini was a 7.9-inch, and the iPad um, Air is a 10.5-inch device and both of them have been updated with the latest A12 Bionic chip, which in many cases is more powerful than a MacBook Pro of a couple of years ago and pretty much more powerful than a whole whack of entry-level computers. Along with it comes a couple of real benefits. One, they've improved the screen quite considerably and made it pen-compatible. But here's a little interesting, weird wrinkle from Apple. It is only pen one compatible for all you aficionados out there. The latest generation of Apple Pencil is a uh, generation two. It has greater sensitivity, a few more functions, but it does not work with the original. We're well, now with the brand new um, iPad Air and iPad Mini, which is weird, but. Who knows, that seems to be, maybe they had a stock of iPad or pencils from version one that they wanted to use. But anyway, it is pencil compatible, so it means it's great for drawing on the screen, taking notes, comes with a whole range of keyboards and and whatnot, and the form factor is identical to the original iPad Air and um, iPad Mini. It's got the home button, the one that they've got rid of on pretty much everything else, and that home button's got a fingerprint sensor. The pricing, I think, in the U.S. anyway, it'll be here probably in the next week or two. The pricing is very similar. So around about six, nine to about 10,000 Rand, depending on, on what you're looking for. And although very pricey for a tablet, I must admit, my wife's been using an iPad Mini before the four. I think I bought it for in 2014 or 2013. Five, six years later, it's showing a little bit of strain. The side switch is a little fiddly. But other than that, it works perfectly and is really good. So the quality is there, longevity is there, and now if you want to replace your aging iPad Mini or you want a standard iPad Air without all the bells and whistles and fancy things that the iPad Pro offers, runs the same operating system, which is really interesting. So it, it works and feels like any other iPad. And the processor is blazingly fast. It can pretty much do anything you throw at it. So if you're looking for a new tablet... It might be the time. The pricing, as I say, dependent on the rand will be very competitive with the current pricing. And the ability to add a pencil to do drawing and all sorts of creative stuff and just simply take notes is, is quite a cool little addition. But that's not where it ended. (laughs) It actually didn't stop. The next day, Apple decided, well, if we're updating stuff, we may as well update more stuff. And the new, and the iMac, something else that also hasn't been Updated for a couple of years, I think not quite as bad as the Mini iPad Mini, but definitely been a, a while since they updated it fully. But then the iMac is their all-in-one desktop, and they're keeping the entry-level, um, the entry-level twenty twenty-one-inch iMac in the in the portfolio. But they're two new ones using a four K screen, and a twenty-seven-inch iMac using a five K screen with the latest processors latest hard drives, and you can spec it up to 8-core Intel 9th generation processor with tons of memory, and they are much, much, much more powerful, much faster, and much more capable. So if you're um, looking to do some work on home, especially video work, playing games, these new iMacs should really hit the sweet spot. But the look and feel is identical, but there's no question that the quality, the screen quality, And it looks super futuristic. It's just a great all-in-one home computer. In fact, I think it sets the benchmark for home-in-ones computers. And if you enjoy the Mac OS, um, which most people tend to quite enjoy unless you need to worry about a file system and do business stuff too much, it is great. So that was the next little announcement. And then the third announcement that Apple came out with was a brand-new, updated, and refreshed Uh, AirPod, which the AirPods, interestingly enough, we've tended to get used to it. They still look really silly. These little white things hanging out your ears with sticks tends to make you look like you've got wires hanging out of your ears. I won't say what most people think they are, but they become ubiquitous. Everywhere you go, you see people using them, and they're really smart for two reasons. One, they actually fit most people's ears remarkably well. They don't fall out. They also have no wires at all, so... They connect to each other, and they connect to your your Apple device. And they actually work with any device, for that matter, through Bluetooth. But with Apple devices, they work seamlessly. You take the box, you open it, and they connect. Well, the new versions, what they've done is they've created or incorporated their brand-new H1 chip, which is their chip that controls the AirPods, which gives you 50% more battery power, which is always welcome. You don't have to worry about charging them as often. And they come with a standard charging case, which is as it was before, at the pretty much the same price. But what they've also done is released a new wireless charging case. So you don't need to plug your charging case in. You can stand it on any Qi compatible wireless charger. And off you go. So those should also, all these products should be available in South Africa in the next two to three weeks. Haven't had any notification from the local distributor core group. But in normal course they're on sale in America and pretty other many other major territories right now. And they definitely will come to South Africa in the next couple of weeks. So if you're in the market for a brand new iPad, a brand new iMac, or just looking for a pair of really good wireless headphones, even if they do look a little funny hanging out of your ears, the new um, AirPods may be the things for you. So we'll be back straight off to this with some more news and interesting tech stuff. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m. only on 101.9 fm well, welcome back, and all my loyal listeners would have remembered that and last week I spoke at length about the new all, the new Kindle Paperwhite, and how impressed I was with it, how how simple it makes reading, and how easy and distraction free it actually is. Tons of books, easy to read, backlit, just really a no-brainer for you, for those of you who really enjoy reading books. Well, Amazon announced yesterday, interesting. That there will be a brand new Kindle coming to the market, and it will also be a, a Paperwhite device. In other words, it'll be, have a backlit screen, but it's going to be somewhere between 30 and 40 percent cheaper than the current Kindle Paperwhite. I haven't got all the details right now, but it is listed for 89.99. So call it 90 dollars in the U.S. on the on on the on the Amazon store. And here's an interesting thing. If you dead keen and it hasn't, you not prepared, or rather you're not prepared to wait for the local distributors to get them in stock. You can import them from, uh, Amazon Direct. You can simply place an order on the, on Amazon.com and they will ship to South Africa. The problem is the duties and the freight will add between 20 and $30 to the price. So, you got to work out which is better. It'll probably be pretty much the same price from the local distributor when it lands, and it'll be probably a third cheaper than the current Kindle Paperwhite. From what I can see, it looks almost identical. I don't know where the compromises are. It may not be waterproof, which (laughs) I think is quite a cool thing. The Kindle Paperwhite you can read in the bath, because that was always the biggest problem about uh, sitting by the pool or reading in the bath. You couldn't do that with... uh, ...with the Kindle because it was an electronic device. You could do it with all your new phones, which a lot of them are waterproof. But anyway, there's a brand new Kindle coming. It should be here in the next couple of weeks. And the price is very, very competitive. I think it's it's quite a great idea. And obviously, they're trying their best to get the Kindle in the hands of more and more people as we, we go along. Now, yesterday, I had the good fortune to play with something that a lot of people have been talking to me about. And that is a foldable phone. The first foldable, well, not the first one in the country, but certainly the first one I actually got my hands on. I've seen the Samsung device. I I was unfortunately not at the local launch where they had a unit that we could play with. But Huawei brought a single unit of the Mate X. It was a little bit like a, um, how would I put this, A, a 007 type thing. They had to apparently send someone to Dubai to pick it up because it was not allowed to be shipped because it's a prototype and it's under huge embargo and who knows what else is going on. But simply put the the Huawei Mate X is a very very interesting device it's a 6.3 inch smartphone which folds out to become an 8 inch tablet and it's interesting because this particular model, the screen is on the outside so when it's folded up and you hold it in your hand, it looks from the front like a normal cell phone. When you open it up, it simply transforms into a massive 8-inch tablet. And they've done something very very interesting, which, funny enough, uh, Lenovo did many years ago. On their tablets, they had the battery and the electronics in a little round sort of section on the edge, which made it really comfortable to hold the tablet. And Huawei have done a very similar thing. They've put all the electronics and all the technology into a little rounded bump on the one side, on the left or right side, depending on which way you want to hold it. And when it's folded out, it makes it very comfortable to hold the the, the device. Now, the the key technology here that is so exciting is something they call plastic OLED. So the OLED screen itself is plastic, and the covering of the screen, which in the normal cell phone is glass, is plastic as well. The downside of plastic is that it's not as smooth and as flat and as even. And on the Mate X, I must say, I found the plastic to be extremely reflective, which could be a little bothersome. But remember, this is still a pre-release thing. The other little thing that was so interesting on the Mate X, there were two key technologies that were really cool. Um, the first is it's a 5G device using the latest chipset from Huawei, which make their own chipsets, that is fully capable of running on 5G. And as I said, also mentioned last week, RAIN have launched a 5G network in South Africa and will be rolling it out in Johannesburg, Cape Town and other major metros over the next couple of months. This phone will work on that network and on other networks around the world. It's a dual SIM device, so you can put in a 4G SIM and a 5G SIM and have the best of all worlds, which is cool. But the other really interesting thing, and something I didn't even think of, when you bend something around a curve, like, for example, the, the, the... comparison they used was a book when you cover books your school books and you and it's covered flat you have to leave a little bit of room so that when you open it that it doesn't stretch or when you close it if you if you uh, cover it flat and you close it it stretches over the curve and you need to leave a little bit of room there now how do you do that with a non-flexible thing like a screen it can't stretch it can't flex around a curve like that So they created a hinge, which they call the falcon X-wing type curve. And here's the interesting thing. A falcon, when it opens its wings straight, they go completely flat. And somehow the mechanism allows it to be completely flat without any stretch. And that's exactly what they've done. They were a bit precious about it. They said we couldn't fiddle with it too much because it still needs some fine-tuning. But there are more than a 100 parts in the hinge which allow it to open, fold, and go completely flat. And it does go completely flat. The question that a lot of people ask me, as a, as an example of, of amazing revolutionary new technology, this device is amazing. It's going to be 40,000 Rand if it comes out as promised in June, July. So very few people will probably land up buying it. But as a, as a showcase of new technologies, new designs, I think it's brilliant. It's smart. It's a great idea to do such a thing. And I do believe foldable screens or screens that are flexible, screens that fit around things, screens that can roll up, screens that can bend and do into interesting shapes are definitely going to be something big over the next couple of years. You're going to see it more and more. A lot of design flexibility. You'll have pillars that are covered in screens that are round. So that sort of stuff is definitely going to be a huge, huge market. Will a foldable, expandable phone be a big deal? I'm slightly less convinced, I'm happy to engage with all points of views if you want to message me at high, but I don't think that foldable phones, I don't think a lot of people want a phone to be a tablet or a tablet to be a phone. We've got phones, we've got tablets, we've got computers, they're very different functionality and to spend that sort of money you can get the best phone and the best tablet and a computer to spare. So Gen 1 will be more proof of concept for the early adopters, for the show-offs out there like myself, but The rest of us will probably find that we'll either wait for Gen 2 or Gen 3 or it will not be a big deal. But the concept of a foldable phone, the concept of foldable displays or displays that are are flexible is a brilliant thing. And we're going to see more and more of them in more and more innovative products and innovative shaped products in the nearest future. And that will include phones. We'll see phones that wrap around wrists and all sorts of interesting uses of flexible OLED screens and that is I think the biggest takeaway from the Huawei Mate X and the Samsung device and a couple others that I saw at Mobile World but keeping screens flat and keeping them unscratched is going to be a real challenge because plastic is definitely not as it it won't shatter like glass but it's certainly scratchable and not as rugged or as clean looking as glass. Now following uh the adverts which are coming up in a few secs i've got a really interesting interview with um with uh asa now asa are a manufacturer of of computers they've been doing extremely well of late and they've been focusing on gaming quite strongly with their their new gaming brand and they launched something that i saw in berlin last year It's something called the thronos it's very game of thrones type vibe but essentially it is a gaming rig and we've got asa on you know, well not in the studio I did a pre record on this, but we've got them to tell us all about what the Thronos is, what it does, what it means for you serious gamers out there, and some other info about the products that they sell, some new products that are coming. So stay tuned to Tech Talk Cafe, it'll be with you right after this. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose,
1: Stephen Ambrose.
0: Welcome to Tech Talk Cafe, and joining me today is Denny Butler. And he's got a cool job, I must tell you, apart from the thing we're going to talk about shortly. But he's the Consumer Product Manager for Acer Africa. And he deals with all the cool uh, gaming laptops, PCs, and things that you would use in your home. And recently, unfortunately, I missed the main launch. I was in Berlin to see the main launch of the Acer Thronos I called it so, Game of Thrones. That's very topical at the moment. But it's this huge, amazing, immersive uh, unit that you plug your PC into with lots of screens and then you play the ultimate game. So, welcome to the show, Benny. Thank you very much for having me. So, tell us a little bit about Acer and what you guys are doing in gaming and, and in consumer tech at the moment. Just give us a quick overview and then we'll delve into what you're
1: up to with the Thronos. So this has been around for a, a good couple of number of years now, uh, worldwide and then in the South African market. Um, we've recently uh, relaunched. Uh, well, towards the end of last year, beginning of last year, we recently relaunched our gaming brand, which is the Predator brand. Um, you know, so we've had a lot of success with it locally and also internationally, overseas. Um, in a short space of time, we've become number one in Europe with regards to gaming, um, which is a quite a phenomenal thing to do for for, uh, for us. Uh, as a brand, and um, yeah, locally we've uh, just trying to, um, you know, replicate what they're doing in Europe and South Africa with regards to offering, you know, the best product that we can at, at, at the most affordable okay. price attractive Price, price, price point. But yes. obviously,
0: the whole gaming. I mean, I've noticed lately the, the gaming notebooks or. Portables, and you know, they hardly call them a laptop. They'll burn your 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 legs if they get too hot while, yeah. while working. But the portable area has grown enormously, both in power and in competitiveness.
1: Yes, correct. So, so your gaming if you we talk about gaming you segment segmented a little bit differently. So, you've got your normal consumer products and your gaming unit. So, your gaming laptops have become as powerful as a as a normal desktop. So, those huge big metal boxes with all. Things, they Now you can pick that up in a, in a laptop, pretty much. Pretty much so. Um, you still have the guys that are the, your, your, your competitive guys. the competitive. They are model still models. going the desktop route yes. because it's a lot more customizable. Um, if, if they want to add something to it, they can add something to it. Um, from a notebook point of view, when you're buying it out of the box, you, you can spec it as you want it. But you can't generally someone just change things. So if oh, you want to change, you can't change the G- video card yes. and the processor and things like that, yeah, correct. So you can only change your memory or your storage options on that as well. So there's still a very big gap in between that where what people, you know, your serious gamers buying and where we are on the notebooks. So where are the the
0: notebooks aimed are they aimed at the semi-serious buyer because they're not inexpensive. No, uh, yeah, so a semi-serious gamer. Sorry, yeah. yeah. So
1: so it's it's aimed at a, there's a dual purpose for it so on on a, on a gaming unit you've got the guys that are maybe buying it um, for work purposes where he's doing an architect student uh, he's doing coding he's doing different kinds of high uh, intensity graphics use um, and as well a lot of uh, G, uh, the CPU uh, uh, um, intensive programming, programming that, they, yeah. that they need so but it's I think also yeah.
0: high it's what the guys used to
1: buy workstations for yes so correct in the in the in the older, older generation it, yes. yeah. so and but now he also wants to game on the side with it as well so it's a dual purpose device as well because you're getting the 4k resolution on some of the models that, that so some it's these a guys really have. high resolution screen very high resolution screen um so that's you know it's like a dual purpose for for somebody then you do get your guys that are actually using it for gaming uh, specifically But we found out more that it's more dual purpose. So it's a guy who wants a super powerful notebook or portable type computer
0: and with a little bit of gaming in the evening or, you know, in his downtime or between at lunchtime or whatever. Yes. And it comes with a lot of sort of gaming focused stuff like mechanical
1: keyboards, you know, very funky designs and yes. lit keyboards and all that type of stuff. Yes, correct. So with the whole new printer range that we're launching, they're starting to come through now in the next two next two months. RGB backlit keyboard, so you can set indi- each individual key colour. It's a mechanical keyboard. Um, all the little odds and ends as well, so we've gone from having a red on the Predator units, uh, the, the all the lighting up of it, it actually was red, but now we've changed it to blue, so it's just differentiates a little bit. You're trying to try make it a little bit more interesting. Interesting, yes. You so know. you can always see the nerd when you wander through the office and there's this bright red or blue laptop yes. on his desk. Yeah, <laughs> correct. So, And also the, the other thing is also, you know, you mentioned, you know, when you have it on your lap, it's going to burn your legs off, and, mm. You know, that's one thing that we've actually done is we've actually patented a very good uh, uh, technology with our aeroblade design on the fans that keeps the units cool. So so they no longer get burning hot. Correct. They still do get hot. um, When you're pushing it hard. Yes, when you're pushing it hard. uh, But actually, the airflow through it now is is a lot better than it was in the olden days
0: That whole gaming area has grown enormously globally and locally. Are you seeing similar sort of trends in South Africa compared to what's happening internationally?
1: Yes, so when you're talking gaming, you're talking two different segments. You've got your console, which is generally speaking your your, your PlayStation, PlayStation, your Xboxes, Xboxes, and then you've got your PC, which is generally speaking everything else. Um, Esports has grown massively worldwide, um, and that is... You know, it's it's become a multi-billion-dollar industry worldwide, um, and that's happened quite rapidly. We're seeing more of the growth in South Africa as well. It hasn't related. I wouldn't say that it's related into sales of notebooks yet and PCs, but the industry has grown. So, as, really. as an industry, as an entertainment option,
0: esports and gaming. Both online and in general yes. has become much more significant than it used to be.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah. So we've seen it we've seen it overseas and we've seen it here locally as well. Um, just just on when they had the Rage Rage Festival last year, end of last year. I mean the prize money that was up, up to offer so was up to a million rand or Over something. a million rand. Yeah. And that was the first time ever. Um, and that's and that was huge. And you're getting more and more people coming into it. Um, and trying to break into that uh, into, into that into that space um, worldwide. I mean, they're filling up stadiums. The way where guys are watching live—oh, well, I've heard sixty, seventy thousand people wow. filling up stadiums. I mean, it's it's unheard of. It's, and I mean, the whole shout casting thing.
0: People are watching online. Millions of people are watching their favorite gamers online. Yeah. So it's
1: become more than you know, just a, a casual sort of thing you did in the back room yeah correct i mean there's one for instance you know one of the most most popular games right now is Fortnite. and a couple of weeks ago i mean there was a dj called dj marshmallow and he had a live show in gameplay oh wow okay as a dj so they set up a (laughs) stage in the game people were logging on and they had something like 17 million people log on at the same time to watch this guy dj inside the game so they were in the games, in the locked game, in. game, playing a game, and he, had watching, a he, and was, he was playing a DJ set live inside the game. I mean, that's just yeah, phenomenal. It's pretty mind-boggling. It's, it's mind-boggling. it's changed
0: absolutely everything. Correct. And I mean, Acer as a global brand, they've been driving the whole um, uptake of these sort of high-end PCs and, and laptops, mm-hmm. not only in the gaming space, but across the entire sort of product category. Have you found that the demand for these more powerful devices has grown,
1: or are you still seeing the entry-level products tend to be doing the best? The entry-level products will always do the best because it's about affordability in the South African market. So your entry-level products will always be there. It'll just take over. We've seen a little bit of growth in the high-end market. It's also more when when guys are doing specific lines of work where they've actually... You know they don't have to carry around a rig anymore when they're going to a customer to do a presentation oh, so that's a good and, point And that thing so they want something powerful or something smaller compact that they can carry carry around which makes it easier for them to do their jobs and and things like that especially all these youtubers and and guys that are streaming live instead of having a big rig at home you can actually carry around a notebook now with a 10 rtx 2080 graphics card in it and you can stream from there or you can do your uh, production from there as well so, you know, it's it's become a lot more easier for them to... As the technology As the develops. technology develops, yeah. And you launched something
0: last week, which I, I was fortunate enough to <laughs> experience in Berlin last year. It's called the Thronos. Now, tell us a little bit about it. And, and remember, people are not seeing it. I wish I could show them pictures of this. Maybe I'll post some online and they yeah. can see some. Yeah. But tell us a little bit about what it is. And why would anyone be even vaguely interested in something like
1: this? Yeah, so um, yeah, we were quite. Uh, we had a very, very, very good launch last week of the Thronos. So, what basically it is, it's basically a, a if I want to call it a gaming chair on steroids. No, it's not a gaming chair that you put in front of a. a so it's not like, like a, a desk a, a steering wheel and, mm-hmm. a, and a chair. No, it's 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 a submersive unit that you actually climb into, and you can go into zero gravity mode uh, with this thing, and you. And it's just it submerges your 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 gaming experience um, in what in a chair. So basically, what it is, it's a full-on mechanical setup. Um, we've got three twenty-seven-inch curved, one hundred and forty-four hertz, four K displays inside so a, of you. A completely immersive view from left to right. To view. left to right. It's so got a full full view. Yes, every... correct. Yeah. Um, then uh, attached to that you've you've got uh what we call the uh, Orion nine thousand, which of course is our, it's Orion yes. So it's our top <laughs> of the range um desktop that we do. Yeah. Um, and it looks mean, I must tell you. It, it does, it does. I mean it's the RGB lights in it um are just it's just a wonderful, you know, looking machine uh, when you put it next to the next to the throne um, and that, of course, is available in different kinds of spec. Uh, of, Obviously, you of, can of, spec of, what you want what you on that want. device. Co- correct, yeah. So, the units itself, then you actually plug it all in, it comes all, all the setup, all the cables are hidden, so it looks nice and neat. So, it's it's really, it's not do-it-yourself. It's, no. It's no, a no. complete setup. So, yeah, so... If we wonder lucky enough to sell one in the South African market, it will come with a full team of technicians to install it wherever you I want to do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's generally a six hour six hour installation job, um, which will be accorded, of course included into into the price of, of, of
0: the units. Now that you mentioned
1: the price, what is this unit gonna sell for at its sort of standard spec? Standard spec, you're looking at about hundred uh two hundred and ninety thousand range uh of standard spec. And if you're going to go uh, higher spec, full full spec machine, you're looking close to the uh, 390, 400,000 rand uh, That's unit. That's pretty serious. But then, let's put this in perspective. You can spend up to
0: 100,000 rand just on a gaming rig. Correct. Screen yep. and and
1: well, and box and all the bits and pieces. You can just spend that on a rig without a screen, okay. uh, to be honest. I mean, so there you go. It it can be quite uh, costly on that, yes. So,
0: okay, so... What is the the sort of experience that people can can expect from something like this? I mean, if they're a, a hardcore gamer or a serious gamer, how
1: does it change the experience? Is a, that a tough question. Yes, yeah. So um, you have to experience it yourself. It's different from from person to person. Uh, I can just tell you, you know, what I saw at the launch. We had a couple of guys come through it, and they had each had fifteen minutes inside the inside the Thronos, and. Uh, the one guy stepped out of it and he actually had tears in his eyes and went, geez, that's hmm. just taking gaming to a next level. Yeah. And it's, it's not, you can't explain it until you've actually experienced it yourself. Which is true. I wasn't yeah. going to interject my experience yet. And then the other guy was sitting in it and he, oh, I can't show it. This is radio. So we can't show it. He, he put it into the, into the zero gravity mode. And he was looking up like us, and we took a photo from him. And and he was just smiling from ear to ear. You can't explain. Explain. I get goosebumps when I just talk about it. It was just the guy was just sitting there, and he had this big grin in his face for fifteen minutes. And it's just, you know, it's something new. It's something different. And it's not. I I must
0: admit, I've been to a lot of these various fairs, and I've seen a lot of gaming rigs, but this is the most complete. And I mean. The the chair syncs with the game in many respects.
1: Yes, that's correct. The most important. Yes, thing. correct. So it's got a it's got a built-in vibrating option. Uh, so it can massage you, or you can sync it up to your actual game mode. So if you're you're racing a car, and your car crashes. The whole chair uh, yeah. vibrates yeah. and shakes. I mean, because that's what I experienced. Yeah, I, mean, I
0: played a couple of Go Kill the Guys, yeah. which is really good fun, and the and the movement is it adds mm-hmm. a whole new dimension. But in racing. It's, it becomes actually
1: pretty scary. It does because, because of the screens and how it almost wraps around you, you, you can sit in your race mode when you're in the car's cockpit and you can actually see the rear view mirrors now and each of your, your yeah. peripheral vision on it, which is, you don't just get that on the just have it no, on screen. On one front one front screen,
0: you. you know you're not, it's not real. So yeah. you're coming up to a corner and you start getting actually scared because it looks real. It's, yes. I must admit it was probably the most scary 15 minutes of my life. <laughs> it was pretty, pretty mean but yeah. is that something that you think is going to grow or are you going to bring out a little Thronos 2 to give
1: people a little bit more of a taste or is this just a statement guys we've got the ultimate gaming rig it's I don't know what's coming down the line so I also haven't been privileged to see what's, uh, what the next generation is going to be um, but this is quite a big statement that we are actually making saying that also the Thronos will also be available in different formats so you'll be able to buy just the chair as a Predator unit and you can add your own screens and you can add oh, your own boxes okay. so you you can well. build up to it you, if you, you want. You can build it up. And of course that's considerably cheaper than what you're buying a set oh, whole setup for. So your your rig you can buy yourself and then you'll be able to add your monitors to it, what you want to add. Because and, and peripherals have become a big part of the whole gaming
0: scene. Headphone, headsets, correct. Yes. You know, mice, keyboards, all these little extras have actually been chairs. I mean, interestingly enough, there's like a whole industry in, in
1: proper chairs. Yes, correct. Um and it's those kind of things. Producers are very much. uh, uh um, What's when we? It's they guys. They got the preference on what brand they like to use and how to, how the mouse should feel in the hands. They like a big mouse, small mouse. You know where your buttons need to be. What kind of keyboard you like. So that's a very much a, a preference to 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 what it is. So. We allow you to actually change those options as you okay. say. You want to bring your own. So tent. it's pretty bespoke. I mean, yes. guys
0: can come and customize it just to the way they like for well, that sort of money. I would hope so. Yes. But, Correct. but it's, it's not just a going to Dion Wyatt and pick up a, a device no.
1: and take it home in the back of your car. No, I don't think so. You first of all, uh, you need a forklift to take it out of the back <laughs> of a <laughs> eight ton truck. Like when, when ours arrived here, yeah, we didn't have a forklift. Uh, to get we, it out. Yeah. we still had to carry two flights of stairs up. So luckily we had a lift and it fitted in the lift, but we were about 15 guys taking it off of the back of a truck wow. <laughs> in a wow. big crate so it took us quite a while to do that so will people be able to go
0: anywhere in south africa and see it and
1: experience it because that's yeah. the other question i've been asked yes yeah. so um for the immediate future we are busy planning a, a roadshow around it i don't have the times and dates unfortunately around it yet um because you know to lug a machine like that around is is, is quite uh, technical no, sure. and the setup is setup quite business. yeah um it'll definitely be at Rage end of the year, so we're okay. planning to have a, a massive uh stand or spread at Rage this year and this will probably be the middle showcase of it, uh of, of our stand. Um so that will definitely be there. Um but yeah, we are definitely planning a roadshow um in the next couple of Any new months.
0: Acer products that you believe are are, are groundbreaking, hate that word, but some new stuff that's coming from Acer that we can look forward to in the next oh, yes. couple of months.
1: Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, we've got what we call the Triton 900 coming out, uh, which is, uh just been ordered by our, our distribution partners. So they should be most probably in the next two months, which is a 17.3 inch convertible gaming laptop. Okay, so, so you've you really gone all out. So yeah, you can so you can flip actually it flip it over into a, a, a tablet mode touch screen a four K display. Um it's on a very uh um, funky hinge uh on it as well. So it looks just amazing. Um very, very, very uh had great some great reviews. Um and those will be going out uh on review shortly so oh, brilliant. Uh, have actually got a a I've got a unit it. right now which my son is Okay Fighting me for
0: (laughs) We had fun at home I said I need the laptop
1: No you can't I'm busy 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 Going for it Yeah so So that'll also be the one And the next one Is actually the Helios From a predator range The Helios 700 Which is also uh, From a design point of view It is just yeah, it's, it's totally something different. It's not something you can ignore. When someone's got yeah. that on their desk, you know they've got a it's serious laptop. Serious laptop,
0: yes. This correct. is not, uh, not grey business type stuff. No, no, definitely not.
1: Uh, although you can most probably run a little empire on it launch, with a sh- launch the uh, rocket on the deck. Yeah, thing correct, so correct, correct, yeah.
0: And from a, from a more, let's say someone's keen on a, a more normal laptop type of thing. What are you guys doing in that space? Or what are the big trends? I mean, I know convertibles and detachables seem to be quite a big deal, but what are you finding in the South African market is sort of the the trend in, you know, general purpose laptops for the home or even small business.
1: So there's, this, if I can call it, three, four, four big things happening this year where we see coming through. So it's the death of the big bezel. So in the know. past, your screen, yeah, you've got this big black round around channel. it and that's going to be fading away very quickly at a rapidly pace. Uh, everybody's coming out with waterless designs and things like that. And you'll see that scene coming through. So they, just they're small. all smaller with bigger screens, basically. Yeah, so for, for instance, you've got more screen real estate in, in, a, in, in, in a unit. So you'll be able to fit a 14-inch screen into a 13-inch chassis, for, for, for example. Um, another big thing there is um, SSD becoming mainstream. Okay, so you always have a fast,
0: solid-state drive rather than a slow, spinning, take five minutes to boot
1: up. Correct. So you'll start seeing that come through as well this year. At entry-level. Entry-level. Entry-level type, type of machines because... You know, in the past, you know, there was quite a big price gap between SSD and HD. That's come down, and it's still coming down quite quite a lot. So yeah, was, I
0: think that's a great thing, because the user experience on an SSD is vastly superior. Oh,
1: yes, yeah. And, you know, the normal man on the street doesn't know that. But once you actually put it no. in front of the two machines... You once go, you've got oh. SSD, there's no way back. It's yes. as simple as that. Correct. So that's also coming through thinner and lighter is also too big to well, what we call it a one trend internet lights on it where and it's not just from the higher end stuff that we're actually seeing it comes now we're seeing it come through on the on the entry level oh, okay. units as well um, ODD in in our range is is gone. We don't do the optical disc drive anymore. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. CDs are definitely relegated to yeah. history. C- correct. Um, on on our range, you still have it around, and still people still still, still there's still a requirement for it. But we we've moved away from it um, on all of our ranges, and that's allowed us to actually bring the unit thinner and lighter, and and remove complexity.
0: C- correct. Yes. Brilliant. Well, can you believe our time is up? Just 20 minutes gone and dusted but if people are keen where would they find all the information about your new range and the Thronos where would they go well
1: the um, Thronos we're still busy listing it online so it will be online uh, in the next, uh, couple, um, next couple of weeks it'll be online but uh, you can go to uh, www.asa.com with all the product listings um, and also um, www.shopazer.co.za Okay, so you've actually got an online shop. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's Shop Acer for us in South Africa, but we've got a third party running it for okay. us. Uh, well, products that go through the problems. normal distribution channel. Perfect. Africa. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. I,
0: I look forward to all the new toys because I love playing with them and we'll talk about them on radio. Until the next uh, experience in the Thronos, I can't wait. Thank you thanks very much. Thanks so much. Thank you. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back. And it was just good fun to sit in that Thronos and play games with screens, you know, stretching from one side to the other. Put headphones on. you promise you, you get lost very, very quickly. And I am unfortunately don't have the time to become a serious gamer. But gaming is a, a big deal. All the tech companies... Are using gaming as a major, major way to introduce new technology. Number one, high res screens, super quality keyboards, processor, that sort of stuff. And it's, it's become huge globally. And ASO definitely one of the major players in the space along with a couple of others, which we'll talk about in the next couple of tech talks as we go along. But now we come to my gadget of the week. And i don 't have a lot of time, I can see as usual, time flies when you 're talking tech, but i've been playing with a brand new phone, obviously a mobile device, the new samsung galaxy s ten plus uh, was launched while I was away for Mobile World Barcelona, and um, I only picked up the review model just a little bit after when I got back so i 've had about two just over two weeks playing with a brand new galaxy Samsung Galaxy s ten and the, the competition at the high end has become super fierce. Obviously, Apple and Samsung with their Galaxy range have dominated high end mobile phones, especially in South Africa for quite a number of years now. And they've done an incredible job on both fronts. There's no question that in the Apple world and in the mobile world, the Apple products are premium quality, cutting edge tech, extremely well integrated because Apple uniquely create the operating system and the hardware they do their own chipsets you know so everything is in-house it's super hyper optimized and the experience the smoothness the fluidity and um, the general quality definitely does show through the whole ecosystem that apple produce and apple have has its lovers people absolutely enjoy what they do and um Same thing goes for the Samsung guys. Samsung is an Android-based device. Android is a Google product. Samsung have always added a skin, something called TouchWiz, in the good old days, good old days last year, to their phones. And they customized Android to work very well. But their big, big breakthrough in the high-end, for me anyway, came with the S8 series. The S7 was a good phone. The S8 was absolutely gorgeous. It had wraparound screen, Aluminium frame, glass front and back, the construction quality, the screen quality, the camera quality was absolutely top-notch. And Samsung always threw masses amounts of technology at any problem. So they always had the latest and greatest and more features than anybody could ever use in, in, in the lifetime of the device. Well, they refined it further with the S9. And... They've been, the Galaxy series is hitting its 10th anniversary this year, and they launched the Galaxy S10, S10 Plus, and the S10, oh, I must be careful, it's the S10e. I get sometimes a little confused with all these numbers, but essentially three models in the S10 range from uh, 5.8 inches all the way up to 6.4 inches, and with very small differences between them. The one Easily visual thing to see is that these phones have no notch. The notch, that little cutout at the top of the screen, whether it's a teardrop notch or a big wide notch has become a feature of all the top end, all the modern phones out there. Well, they went one further. They created a cutout in the screen and it actually is very good. It's easy to see on the plus. It's double cameras on the, on the other tens. It's a single camera and it's very easy to see, but without going into tech details, without going into any sort of numbers and gizmos and gadgets and whatnot, the current S10 is without question a superb, superb device. It has the latest in South Africa Exynos processor from, also made by Samsung. It has 8 gig of RAM and 128 gigabytes of storage, which is more than enough for most people, and it runs the latest version of Android 9. But the biggest change that Samsung have made is their new One UI. They took a long, hard look at what is going on in mobile phones, and they'd, they basically came to the conclusion that all of us are struggling with these massive phones and fiddly operating systems. So they have optimized the new One UI for large screen phones. They've moved most of the functionality to the bottom of the screen where you can easily get it with your thumb, and they've cleaned up the interface considerably. In fact, to the point where in combination with the latest uh, processor, with the latest memory optimizations, and the latest OS from Android, I believe they have finally got the smoothness and the sophisticated cleanness of iOS. So they can compete very strongly against the Apple feel of integration, smoothness, and simple just works type uh, environment. So for me, this phone is far more than the sum of its parts. It's much, the experience is far greater than simply all the technology that's been packed into an incredibly slim and well-built body. So the body is comes in a number of colors. I've got the pearlescent white, which is gorgeous. There's a green, there's a blue and a black. And the screen is another absolute standout feature. The current screen on this phone is probably the best screen on any mobile device ...on the planet right now. It is ultra-sharp. It's set to its medium sharpness or resolution setting out of the box to preserve battery life. It's got a massive 4100 battery. It has reverse uh, wireless charging, so you can charge your buds. That's the Samsung earbuds. Or you can charge another phone that has wireless charging. It's a bit of a gimmick. haven't used it much, but it's there if you need it. And the overall construction is absolutely solid. The balance, it's light... It, the balance of the phone is amazing and it's it's really quite a remarkable improvement over the ke- the previous model now we have to have a quick break for some adverts i'll come back with a wrap up on the samsung galaxy uh, s10 and try to put it in perspective with the other flagships on the market straight after this fm tech talk with steven ambrose Stephen ambrose mm. Back to the Galaxy S10. Just to wrap up where we're going with this device, it has a fingerprint reader which is ultrasonic. In other words, it uses sound waves to read your fingerprint under the screen. I must admit it's not as fast as Capacitive, the normal fingerprint readers that most of us have got used to, but they've done some software tweaking. It initially was a bit buggy, but now it seems to be working absolutely flawlessly, and it is really clever and simple, and they've integrated it really well into the operating system. So whenever you need a fingerprint, you just touch the screen, give it a little push and off you go. It unlocks. It also has a 3D sensing uh, camera on the front. And I must say they've improved the face unlock immeasurably over the 9 series. That was a bit buggy. Even the Galaxy Note 9, sometimes the face unlock didn't work as well. It's not in the league of the Apple eyesight cameras. That works flawlessly in the dark with cameras, hats, balaclavas, glasses, you name it, it just works. Whereas this one does not, not quite as good. But generally, I found it to be fast and and accurate. It unlocks as you pick up the phone, as you look at it every single time. It's really very, very slick. The next thing that um, this device features is three rear cameras and two front cameras. So there are five cameras on it. And the cameras are, are, are slightly upgraded from the previous models on the Galaxy S9. But where the huge differences come is the new processor has what they call an NPU, which is what they use to create AI-like functionality. It's a neural processing unit. So the camera itself knows what it's looking at. It optimizes the picture for it. It's not quite as good as the setup in the... Um, Huawei Mate, uh, or Mate 20 Pro, but it's pretty damn close in, in most respects. But overall, the improvement in the camera has also been vast over the S9. It's much more um, steady in its, its picture-taking. So every picture you take is well exposed. The colors are perfect. The sharpness is excellent. And the only time I found that there are other cameras on the market that are slightly better, again, Talking about the Huawei Mate 20 Pro is in low light, but in every other aspect, this is definitely one of the best, um, camera setups on the market. But as I said, to wrap it up, you know, in a, in a more comprehensive way, the new Galaxy S10 range from the small E all the way up to the plus are a significant step forward for Samsung and more the, the maturity and the understanding of what people want, how a high-end flagship phone should operate is where it's at. It's not so much about the technology, but it's about the quality of the device, the quality of the screen, the quality of the pictures. It's fluid, it's fast. Nothing I've thrown at it has slowed it down. Gaming, switching apps, you name it. It just works exactly as you expect it to. The new UI makes life significantly easier. It has one Absolutely brilliant feature that I love. You can lock the home screen. So when you've set it up the way you like it, all your things are on the home screen, you lock it. You no more are you going to accidentally lose your WhatsApp or lose your phone or move icons around and find it's all messed up because it was in your pocket and you forgot to lock the screen. Simple thing, but brilliant. It works like a charm. So to sum up, I think the S10 right now is the Mate or the P30 coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, a lot of new phones coming in the next little while, but right now, I think I think Samsung has done a bang up job on the on the Galaxy S ten. If you're looking for a high end phone, it's pricey, starting at about 16 grand, going up to about 32 grand depending on your memory configurations. But they are, without question, Android flagship phones of the year. There's nothing right now that overall there's some that are slightly better here, maybe one or two are a touch better there, but if you like Android. This is without question one of the best products on the market right now. When you take the whole ecosystem, so Samsung Pay, the Samsung Service, and its ability to interface with Samsung TVs and all the other products in the Samsung ecosystem, it becomes an extremely, extremely compelling device. It becomes the center of your tech universe, and I think that's exactly where they're trying to go. So check it out. It's available from all operators across pretty much the whole of South Africa. And it is a killer, killer device. I am suitably impressed. I think they've done more than enough to retain their crown as flagship Android phone on the market. And uh, let's see what the year brings. It should be super, super interesting. Now, I've been told we have to wrap it up. I only have one last little thing that I want to talk about, something that I've been spending a lot more time with on my Samsung Galaxy S10, and that is Android podcasts or Google podcasts. There's an app if you run a, a Google ...of any Android phone that you can download, and the interface is slick, clean, simple, and the quantity of podcasts, because in many ways, radio sometimes has become a little bit problematic, you can't always listen to what you want to, but podcasts in the car, podcasts on a walk, podcasts on a run, they can be informative, they can be educational, they can be entertaining... There is just a huge amount of podcasts and some of the content is absolutely mind blowingly good. So check it out. Download the Google podcast app. Um, scroll through the categories and like every other Google product with AI, the more you listen to, the more it will recommend, um, new stuff that is similar to your taste. So the more you listen, the better the recommendations will get. And some of them are absolutely freaky. So. Go for it. I think you'll be absolutely must listen to the radio, especially between 11 and 12 to high. But this is a great way to spend your time listening to content via your smart device, your computer, wherever you want to do it. And on that note, I've been told it's time to go for another week. Please join me here next week. Invite your friends, family and everybody to listen in to all the latest tech gadgets, gizmos and everything. It's a busy time. There's going to be so much stuff coming out in the next little while. This is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk. Right here on high FM.